Hello and welcome to Maths at Maths Chat. I told these three that they have faces fit for radio and that they should stick to podcasting, but no, they decided to jump to video as well. So, if you're just listening to the audio, why? Haven't you anything better to do? And also, we're sorry for any visual bits that you lose. Moreover, these three know nothing about anything. So if they're wrong, please tell them in explicit detail in the comment box below. And with that disclaimer out of the way, on with the show. Hello, 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 and welcome to Maths at Maths Chat, where I am Thomas Woolley, your co-host, and joining me now and forevermore is the what do I what, what uh, is the irrelevant Ben Parker and the industrious Liz? How are you guys? <laughs> yeah, very well. I mean, I, I did pretty well out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went with an I. I. I picked a letter in my head and then tried to find two two adjectives. Have you been talking to my wife again? <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw on Facebook the idea that you wanted to turn the heat on and she didn't. So I'm very right. much so I found out that um, in my relationship that I am very much a Bayesian and my wife is very much an absolutist of equitist. Because my wife, it's all straight in this week. Hello, everyone. We're a maths podcast. Get on with it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you seriously think anyone is listening to maths at maths chat? I don't know it's a maths podcast. Get on with it. That's fair it, enough, I suppose. Yeah. My wife, it's August. We're recording this right at the end of August and it's cold. And it's I decided. It's cold. I'm in a cold. What are you talking about? It's cold. I'm in Wales. I'm in a t-shirt. I wore a coat today. A coat. <laughs> in August. Um, and I said to my wife, can we put the heating on? And she said, no, no, it's August. And I said, but it's cold. And she said, no, it's August. So she has decided that it cannot be cold in August because it's August. Whereas me, I have used the available evidence. I have taken now, into account the fact that it is August. I am, I am okay with cold. that. I, I understand your point. You know, I, I don't agree with the it's August, therefore no temperature, uh, uh, no heating. I'm the it's not cold, therefore no heating. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. You live in that there London. It's chilly. <laughs> it's chilly, Tom. And chilly brings no Listen, happy. Here's my, here's my big thing, though. You can always get hotter. You can put a jumper on. You can put a cardigan. Uh, uh, layers, people, layers. I can only take so many clothes off and not be arrested. But it's more comfortable to sit there with the heating on rather than sort of dressed as the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Well, you, to, I would love that. Just wobbling. <laughs> like I mean, it is better for the planet, Benji, to, to put on lots of layers. Thank you, Liz. Have, Thank you. Have you ever done the game where you try to put on as many clothes as possible? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I haven't done it as a game, but I have done it while camping where I've just right. been so cold that I've just put on... All of everything. my clothes. Everything so I, I, I've been going on a Ryanair flight since everything <laughs> on me. Um, okay. Good. How are you, Liz? How, how is your temperature of the house? I mean, the temperature... I, I live in a, in a block of flats with a, a strange and mysterious quality, which is that if it gets hot at any point it, in, outside, it remains hot inside for the next three months. And there's nothing you can do about it. You can open windows, you can have a fan. We, we don't have aircon, maybe that would help. But there's just, there's just nothing you can do. So when we had that heat wave, 
it heated some mysterious element in the building and we are still we have very just radiate heat for the rest of yeah, the yeah i mean it's i mean that it's, sounds good for winter but that sounds like hell during summer well but the, in winter it doesn't help because we don't get the hot days to keep it to oh keep but it doesn't warm, it last so. a little bit longer into winter that well you ish ish um ish, but I yes I'm, I'm i'm a bit over lockdown I could, uh, but 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 the point is that as a mathematician, you know, in a, in a lockdown, you know, it's very comforting to see one-way arrows on you know every supermarket floor and you know two meters distance everywhere because you know we know what that is. We can we can follow rules. We're good at following rules and actually having to use our own initiative. Uh, I, I, right, I but yes, we can. I yes, I'm very happy with the structure, but no one else can. Well, keep away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. see, Tom, what, what you need to do is enjoy a bit of confrontation. I don't. I'm, I, but it's good. I'm a mathematician. I hate you, it. I would just Tom, you, you want to tell some people off on a train. You want to get yourself on a train. You want to tell some people off. You <laughs> You're really, really angry. Just the, get on a train. Um, the thing no one ever tells you about becoming a teacher. So I became a teacher when I was 21 and I only did it for two years. Um, so you'd think, actually, you know, in terms of my working life, um, it wouldn't have much impact. But I do still think it's my job to discipline people anywhere, really. Uh, just, you know, in, in the street, bus stops, you know. And, and, you know, I'm not one of those people that's mean to people that aren't wearing masks. I understand there might be reasons for it. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I just don't, I, as, as, a, as, as a former teacher, it's just always your job to, to, to instill discipline in anywhere anywhere you go is, is this why you make your husband wear school uniform even to this day well that's a different story benji <laughs> uh, right moving on <laughs> moving on we're descending into madness here anyway uh, so what what uh, this is matter so previously our uh, this is a new reincarnation we've uh, previously we've always looked at films and had a discussion about the films but we're changing the the structure of maths um and, uh, and I'm, going to, I'm going to be honest here to the viewers. I don't know what the structure is. So I'm going to throw it to Ben, whose idea this was, and, and we'll see what? what happens there. Well, I, I mean, I think it's rich to say that Massat has never had a structure, but... Um... And I liked that. We know? had zones. We had zones. <laughs> okay, but we still, we're still going to have all the zones and, and everything that we had before. But we're to just, the movie zone, then. What? But we're just not going to have the movie zone. It's like with the Crystal Maze rebranded. Okay, oh, okay. And we lost okay. like the underwater zone again, the Aztec zone or whatever. Right, so, right. And we're not never going to go to the movie zone. It's just sort of in a cupboard down there. But but the the idea is that there's so much mass out there, and there's so much mass happening now, or at least sort of shortly before the podcast is recorded, um, for suitable values of shortly. That we we want to bring it to the viewer. In the in the in a sort of unadulterated form that I, we can understand. I, I'd like to jump on this point because I think you make a really interesting point that we could actually just discuss for a little while. Maybe I'll cut this out. Who knows? I'm in charge of the editing. Oh, we are now living through a period of where science is being done real time. Yes. Mm. And, and you know, and people are seeing that we get stuff wrong, um, and and it, and I think it, it's feeding into the idea of misinformation. It's, oh, but yesterday you told us this. Today you tell us this. Ideas can change. Right. So, so and, and I suppose to... not just ideas can change, but the available evidence changes. Evidence, yeah, exactly. And yeah, so absolutely. you have to change I mean, your ideas. Maths is based slightly on... different in that once it's proved, it's proved forever. But quite a lot of the maths that is going on now are, is applied maths. 
So you're mm-hmm. trying to model a system, which as you say, we can get different data, we have different ideas about how people interact or how they interact with the virus. You know? So you both so supply anyway. mathematicians. I, well, I am. I don't know what Ben is. We do apply mathematics, but I mean, technically people call it statistics, but it's the same thing. We're applying mathematics to, to data effectively. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, this, this is what we're intending to do, okay? We're trying to bring you some of the news and concentrate on the mathematics, not, not the politics, not necessarily the sociology, but kind of explain to you why the maths is there and what the maths means. Um, and but, but that's why I have this disclaimer. If the maths turns out to be wrong in a few weeks, don't blame us. Yeah, don't blame us. Don't write in. Okay, you can put a comment on YouTube and we, we won't read it. Uh, but that's fine. I uh, do. No, no, I, I'm not even going to watch the video. I mean... <laughs> We, we to be honest, be nice. Um, uh, but, but, but some of it will be trivial. Some of it will be entirely trivial mathematics. Some of it will be very important, life-changing mathematics. Okay. And the main criteria about what we include is whether it's going to be interesting or not. Okay. So if you like it, if you like it, click the button down there and subscribe. Sub- sub- subscribe and press the bring bell. Bring you some more. Is it on that side? Or is I, it on I that side? Well, the thing is, uh, <laughs> Zoom puts us in different places. So for me, it would be over here. Right. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. I've click never... the button up there and subscribe. Um, but we'll be back bringing you all the highlights of uh, maths in the world. And, and essentially, it's just us. It's just uh, two mathematicians and the fabulous Liz who are talking about the maths of today. We may have guests. We, have, we were talking about, yeah, we, we, we will probably have guests. We, we, we have guests. I and, mean, you know, we, we'll, we'll just have a chat to whatever's interesting. We'll leave we'll cut out edit. and you can watch the rest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can watch the dross. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you don't, then... You know, there's always a nice. thumbs down button, so use that. No, button. no, don't thumbs down. Just, just go. I don't like, I don't like being criticised. I take it down. very personally. So and with that, let's go. What should we call this? The news zone. We... I don't know whether it's kind of recent enough, but the areas of interest zone. That's a okay, shit for a zone. That's, that's a catchy title. Let's go <laughs> to the areas of interest zone. Let's go to the erogenous zone. <laughs> no. Um, the news but... zone. The news, though. So the first thing that caught my eye this week was um, the fact that it seemed that the fact that my house is an absolute tip <laughs> is not my fault. Um, and let me tell I mean, you, I mean, you, I mean, you're a parent, so it's probably your, your, your child's fault. I mean, my house is it's it's my husband and I have been talking about moving and I think we both just don't want to have to tidy my house. See, I assumed I think, you were going to say, and we don't want to have to take the child. <laughs> oh no, I mean, you know, we're fond. Um, but we, I think we both kind of had this fantasy where maybe we could just buy a new house and leave the old one as it was. Um, and then it, it, we kind of, it slowly dawned on us that the new house would also become messy and we I'm would have to say, tidy this it. This is one of the joys of being uh, on a contract. You know, now I've got a permanent position. I'm in Cardiff, I'm staying here for a while, I'm not moving. When I was a student or when I was on a contract of academic positions, we'd move every three, five, two years, something like that. And so you got rid of crap. Yes. Now that, that crap just builds and you don't oh, get rid of it. I mean, I, so I've, I've lived in London since 2003. So what's that kind of 17 years? 17 years oh my God, yeah. I'm so old. Um, and I moved every year until I moved into this flat. Um, and so, like you, I was very good at, at yeah. getting rid of stuff. Um, and but it is—I mean, you know—it the, 
it's just it's very difficult being at home all the time with the toddler and staying tidy and uh, anyway there's apparently a reason for this um, and I'm going to get you guys to explain it, but it, it is apparently down to the second law of thermodynamics. Oh, here we go. Very nice. Second um, law. We should, we should probably nice. credit... Um, the ABC credit, Science um, by science reporter Susanna Lyons. Nice. Yes. Can, I just, can we just stop a second and, and also talk about Ben's tab management? You're one of these people. You know, me, I'm one or two tabs and then close. You're a... I must keep everything open. These are, these are all the down things... To, um, could this also be down to the second law of thermodynamics? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> These are all the things we're hopefully going to talk about. Fair um, enough. But, uh -huh. um, yes. So uh, second law of thermodynamics controls everything we do, apparently. Well, I mean, I mean, all the thermo... It's a bit high level to say that. You know, we are all subject to all physical law. You know, you can't move faster than the speed of light don't know how much that's affecting me on my everyday level so saying it, it, it saying that we're subject to the second law of thermodynamics is quite a weak all right it's, hold up hold up boys what is the second law of thermodynamics dynamics <laughs> entropy <laughs> is always increasing is that the one i assume that's the one we're talking about uh, yes that is what it so that that is that is almost what it means okay, entropy so, entropy they've all got it no Excellent. Well, I mean, it's all about death, really. Um, right. Cheery. So, um, I'd say it's I mean, all about heat, but never mind. Let's call it death. Have, have you heard of The Big Bang? Yes. It's right. a bad, so, bad sitcom. So, so the big, big Bang started and the universe was really hot and small and dense. Um, mm. And then the universe started expanding and things started cooling down. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so uh, uh, not everything in the universe is the same temperature, okay? So, you know, the inside of the fabulous Liz is, you know, 37 degrees or whatever it's well, meant to be. We've already established that... I was going to say, we've already spoken about the temperature gradients between Cardiff and Tom London. Tom is exactly. weirdly cold. and Exactly. <laughs> okay, um, so uh, some bits of the universe are hot and some bits of the universe are cold and we have some experimental evidence that, you know, confirms this. Um, <laughs> what... We need experimental. I have checked over there. <laughs> my oven looked hot. My fridge <laughs> cold. I have checked this. Is that why everyone's okay. taking my temperature every five minutes at the moment? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a huge empirical study to prove. <laughs> well, it could be. We're going to get lots of data, but 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 the point is that the universe. We've recruited <laughs> every pub landlord. Scientists think that, in, in the words of, uh, uh, of, of um, is it Tom Lehrer? <laughs> uh, everything in the universe is going to cool down. Uh -huh. um, yes. yes. And um, no, what kind of less than what, what do we mean by cool down? So, heat is just energy <laughs> particles. Particles uh -huh. with high energy they move around very fast, and that's heat. Okay. And as the universe expands, everything spreads out. So everything starts to slow down, and that's the cooling. Because the energy spreads out into a bigger space. Okay. Um, so as the universe goes on, it, it, the, the, all the energy will spread out, and everything in the universe will have the same energy or the same heat. So everything will be the same temperature, and yep. it will be quite cold. But everything will just be uh, basically get to as close as it can get to absolute zero and stay there. Okay. And that is basically the end of time because you can't distinguish between anything anymore. Like nothing has any meaning because everything's the same. 
Uh-huh. Okay. That sounds a lot um, like my life at the moment. <laughs> so, 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 so think about it. I want you to think of a thought experiment here. Okay. I want you to think of a drawer made of entirely white socks. Okay. <laughs> you, have, you have a whole drawer of white socks and then accidentally you put in one red sock, uh, one pair of red socks into that drawer. Okay. And then you close the drawer and you shake it up and you shake up the drawer an awful lot. Okay. And after a little while, the, the sort of red socks will be dispersed. They won't be together, they'll be dispersed over the drawer. And then you shake it a bit more and some of the strands of cotton come apart and there's little red strands of cotton all over the place. And then you shake it a bit more and all the yeah, atoms come apart. Shaking here. Yeah, lots of shaking. So, so, but, but the point is you then just have a drawer sort of slightly pink, which is useless for keeping your feet warm. Okay? Um, <laughs> and, and that's thermodynamics, okay? So, so uh, I think more clearly stated is that we expect the disorder to increase. Yeah. So, so far, so, we've, got a, we, we've got a draw of red and white cotton because you've shaken it so much, you've, you've broken these socks down into the individual strands. Why have you done that then? <laughs> well, it was just an example, Thomas, because I, I'm not planning to do anything to Liz's sock drawer. Um, I, I don't think I'll ever be allowed in Liz's sock drawer. Um, I mean, you're again, very welcome, not, although, Benji, I do keep my pants in there as well. Just so you know. <laughs> do you do you have a because I have a separate pants and sock drawer. Do you do you it's yours or Well, so I've got I've got a I've got a drawer and on one side is is socks and the other side is pants. I'm not cutting this. I'm not cutting drawer for um for tights. But recently, since since I've had a baby, other people have been coming around and helping with my laundry and not understanding my system. And so my system has right. now broken down. So this um, is entropy. You started in a system, which is everything ordered. And because you've sort of taken control out of it, mm. okay, you now have entropy. Well, uh, I now can I point out, we socks. went full insanity back to, that was brilliant. Oh, wasn't it? This is why we get paid the big bucks. This is, why <laughs> yeah. this, this is why at this moment, millions of people are hitting the subscribe button to find out more. Or oh, on this side, we're not sure. <laughs> or on there. <laughs> um, but, but do you see what, do you see? So, 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 so the amount of disorder in your house has increased. And what this article says, what this article says is, well, it's going to happen inevitably. Yes. Okay, um, so in, a, in like the rest of the time that the universe is going to go on for, everyone's sock drawer would just become messy. Okay? So, well, let me just explain the word entropy. So entropy just means disorder. It's its right. state. Uh, yeah, and, and also, uh, just uh, on top of Ben's uh, anecdote about shaking the drawers, there is the idea that if you shook it for infinitely long, with, you know, for, forever, mm. the socks would eventually come back together again. There was so much randomness in your sister it's, that eventually it? you would... This is this is a kind of idea that um, was in the article that um, I was kind of going to ask about, which is, so am I right in saying that essentially that when you have stuff in your house, because there's kind of essentially an infinite number of ways that that stuff could be arranged, only a very small proportion of those combinations are a tidy combination. Well, that's one way of seeing it. You know, so, one way is just putting energy into the system. If you want to tidy up, you can mm -hmm. do, but you have to put energy into that. You have to expend energy. Because, you know, you can't just, you know, the, the, the drawer won't automatically appear as a sock. You know, the, the, the strands yeah. won't automatically appear. No. You have to keep so shaking and shaking and shaking and shaking. And like in tidying up, you have to put energy into the system for it to be tidy. A finite, there is a finite chance that if you open your sock drawer, you know, the two red socks will be on top 
and waiting for you to just pick them out and pop them in your feet to, to ward against the cold. But the chances are they'll be buried under, you know, 47 pairs of white socks. And as we found out now, other random things that people have put in um, your, your sock drawer. Um, and that's not your fault, Liz. Don't blame yourself. I've got a yourself. wooden spoon in my sock drawer. <laughs> you have not. I have. Did you lose a competition? <laughs> no, it's, it was, somebody gave me a gift of a wooden spoon. Right. Um, and they kind of put an inscription on it that was very meaningful um, uh, from a time we worked together. And um, I didn't know what to do with the wooden spoon. And so mm. I put it in my sock drawer. And now it's just, that's where that wooden spoon lives. Because I can't use it as a wooden spoon. Um, because it's kind but of a on the wall? Spoon. I, it would be weird. Oh, that's, yeah. Put it <laughs> in the sock drawer on the wall. <laughs> Crazy. Um, okay, right. So, second log toilet. But, I mean, yeah, I try, I try, I often try this on the rain. You know, why am I tidying up? It's only going to get messy again. Can't we just cut out the middleman and leave it? Um, for people that are new to, um, art and to maths that, um, Tom yeah. likes to pretend he's got a wife called Lorraine. Um, none of us have met her. Um, <laughs> so, we're not saying she's definitely imaginary. But we're just saying it would be weird if she existed and you know, we'd, we'd been to Tom's house, we'd all been away together and Lorraine had never materialised. I mean, I should we try the tank? Lorraine! Lorraine! Hello! Hello! Okay, I was not expecting that to happen. <laughs> it's Alan Turing, ladies and gentlemen. That's Isaac Newton! That's Isaac Newton, sorry. That's, uh, that's Brian May. <laughs> These will appear throughout the series because I love them and they will be my mascot. So um, there we so, have. So Tom, in your special fantasy, does, does Lorraine look like Sir Isaac Newton? <laughs> I mean, because that's fine. Tom, I just want you to know I'm really supportive of it. And, you know, those choices that you're making are choices for you and we love you. Uh, and so does Alan Turing and Sir Isaac Newton. Lorraine. I don't think you understand the gravity of the situation. Uh, uh, right, I'm, so I, I think we, we, we've solved the problem of just never tidy up. I'm full, I am fully on board with never tidy up. Can we go on to the next story? Is there anything else we need to say? Just keep your house um, nice. I, I, no, I will I, just say that um, my, um, our, our cleaner stayed away during the, um, uh, during the coronavirus um period and we is this going to be a first world problem uh yeah and we uh so we we, we kind of we we kept her away you know told her not to come for quite a long time because we didn't want her to be um at risk and we didn't want to yeah, be at risk yeah, yeah. um and she came back for the first time last week and um and she hoovered and my daughter who is 15 months um was kind of interested in the hoovering because obviously not a great deal of hoovering has happened in the interim and um when the hoovering stopped, my daughter stopped what she was doing, sat up, and spontaneously applauded. <laughs> I think that's how you get me hoovering. If I got an applause so, when I finished, that so I would. So um, the next uh, the next story that caught my eye was um, was one that uh, particularly caught my eye because Benji, I know this is right up your street. Oh really? Um, which is um, it's a story in the Guardian. <laughs> um, reporting a 2017 study suggesting that if you want efficient toilets, um, as in the minimum queuing time, mm -hmm. um, you should have gender neutral toilets. Yes. 
Um, so can you tell us a bit more about that, Benji? Uh, I can. Uh, I'm just trying to find it. <laughs> Hang on. So, so I mean, what, 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 what's your ideal toilet, Liz? Oh, my own toilet, just for me. So it, it would be gender neutral in the sense that it would be just for me whether I was a I mean, man or a woman or, or, a, or a different gender. Um, but um, it's just for me. And I don't even want to share a toilet with my husband. I was going to say, yeah, the, the rest of the family know it's just No, no, just for me. Just for okay. me. And, and that it would be sort of, it would be kind of in a little hut somewhere. But a nice hut, a heated hut with sort of lovely things. Um, I just want to be, I just want everything to do with me washing and other toilet things just to be for me. I want it to oh, be my it, It's the dead of winter. You're nice and snuggly. All of a sudden your bladder's full. Do you want to have to go traipsing out to your hut in the woods? Oh, no, no, Tom, I've got a slide. <laughs> <laughs> what? Sorry, of course, sorry. sorry. And it's a sort of indoor slide, so it's warm. Um, <clears throat> so I just, and it, it actually goes directly from my bed. Um, it's, a, it's a Wallace and Gromit, you hit a button, the bed, yeah. and yeah. you sh- ah, slide. Of course, of course. Hut. Of course. Um, and then I'd have to get back up somehow, but well, an elevator, I assume. Back, back yeah. Up. yeah. Um, and um, I mean, it's the worst feeling in the world, isn't it? When you wake up in the night and you really need a wee, but you don't want to get out of bed and have a wee oh. because you like being in bed. Oh. I have, I, I've re- I have a very early memory of being, oh, I don't know, seven or eight, and imagining that perhaps I could get a large syringe <laughs> and just jab it into my bladder, pull it out. And and can go back to bed. You didn't um, follow the doctor route. You didn't become a doctor. I, I didn't. Apparently, that's not possible. Right. Well. Um, so. So. I mean. Look, he asked. I, all right. I, 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 I do enjoy the fact you've really thought that out. You know, you, you have the <laughs> blueprints made. Anyway, t- uh, Benji, tell us about cues. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I think the Guardian picked this up because there's been quite a lot of um, focus on um, sort of, uh, you know, uh, gender neutral. Uh, can I, can, can, what you said there is from a 2017 study. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, it was it was um, in the Guardian, I think, the end of the last year. And I only just saw it, but I thought it was fascinating. Um, so, you know, whatever we think of the politics of things, or, you know, we, 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 don't, we don't like to touch politics and maths at because we're, we're hardly qualified on the mathematics. So, um, <laughs> we're going to struggle with the politics. But like, this is your typical arrangement, okay? So we have a lovely pink toilet for the women and a lovely blue toilet <laughs> for the men. This, this oh, 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 right. Again, something for the audience. I'm colorblind. So are they literally color-coded pink and blue? Yeah. <laughs> They're sort of pinkish and purple. But, um, so this is from the author's blog. Um, who, who, who produced this? But but this is a typical toilet, okay? So you know they have a have a, a, a female toilet where everything is cubicle based, and a, a male toilet where you you have a few urinals, uh, and then a couple of um, normally quite disgusting cubicles um, at the end. Um, and uh, it, 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 it's obvious that you know on average men take less time in in, in the toilet than um, than women do, okay? So, so what these people have done is they've done some simulations and they found that um, the average queuing time for women in, in this particular arrangement is uh, six minutes and 19 seconds. And for so the men... Do you say they've done simulations? They didn't even bother getting data. They just thought, well, screw it. We'll get some simulations. 
Yeah, so um, I, I, I think that's right. Um, I mean, I, I suppose that would be a bit dodgy, someone sitting outside of a toilet with a clipboard. Just measure it. With your, you go and click. <laughs> so I, I think the idea here is uh, not to necessarily say, well, look, look at an individual toilet, but given that we've got space for sort of, you know, 24 toilets or whatever, what's the best we can do? And to use that to draw sort of general conclusions. So they're not looking at, oh my word, we've got two. I know, two I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, I'm going to join us in the future here. Let me stop that video. A second. Because okay. I think I should be able to uh, use this to say, draw, yeah, here we go. Oh, hang on. Yeah, baby, we live in the future. Okay, why? Go, go, why? Is that Ben then? No, that why was me. No, no, I mean, the person in the toilet, is that Ben? Oh, right, sorry. I love the way we have a drawing of a fictional toilet and it's still getting graffiti-ized. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken. Um, but, okay, so, so, so here's a question, that Liz, Tom. Uh, do, do we think this is fair? What, this current setup? Mm. Well, again, I mean, let, let's just let's take away any toilet gender-neutral... You know, just about yeah. the queuing times. Yes. Um, uh, well, it depends what you mean by fair. I was going to say, I mean, I, you know, it, it's, there, are, there are toilets and people are using them. I, I mean, it, it, as a lady, it, I mean, I, I try not to use public toilets at all because... You, 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 they don't have a slide from your bed to <laughs> Exactly. I don't, I don't like to wee where other people wee. It's just, you know, just yeah. for me. What are we, anyway. animals? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, but if I have to, it is annoying when, you know, let's say you go to the theatre and you want an ice cream and you want a wee. And sometimes there isn't time for both. But no. can, I, can I just say, I, I hope there are some, you know other classes of people watching us rather than just the middle classes because we've been speaking about the guardian and, and our cleaner coming in and going to the theater you know hi mom and dad you're probably watching this you keep on being working tom, uh, class. tom i mean I, I don't want to give the impression i go to the theater a great deal um uh, if you're work, if you're working class viewers, just just leave a comment so we know you exist. <laughs> and press that what you think. button. You're 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 so patronising, Tom. That's just for everyone. Oh, would you, would you like to think there to be a special a special <laughs> like button for <laughs> working classes? We're we're going to do a working class maths maths chat where we talk about pie and mash and the difficulties <laughs> of manual labour. Like, what is going on? The um, amount of coal I can bring out of the mine. That's all I need to know. I, I'm trying to tiptoe around the gender politics and you're off on one talking about the boom class system. Everyone uses toilets. <laughs> anyway, right. Anyway, sorry, back to you, Liz. As I a woman, think, you said. Benji, I, I think there was, there was an, uh, an incorrect assumption in your, ah. in your initial, initial kind of explanation, which is that men take less time than women at the toilet. Mm. There's no biological reason for that, as far as I know. Um... <clears throat> And I think if you're in a cubicle, for whatever reason, you take bloody ages. Yes. If, if you're at a urinal, whatever the people that take bloody ages are doing in those cubicles, you don't get to do. And you have no idea. I've already told you, I, you know, I like to get involved in other people's lives in public. <laughs> the number of, of times someone has emerged from a toilet, having spent, let's say, three minutes in there and just have had to 
really bite my tongue not to go what were you doing <laughs> what, what were you doing for three minutes it's a, it's going in weeing coming out under a minute no. i mean well, you do, do you think here's a question and i think there should be data on this do you think the average time has increased because now the fact we all have phones and we you know maybe yes. look on our phone a bit more. yes maybe maybe but but i guess guys don't look on their phones at their urinals do they oh I, i've do seen they? yeah i've seen people like you know very talented with their use of their hands i was they gonna say uh, what one-handed here or what but you think people would be able to put it down for long enough to go to the toilet well yeah. the people um, saw the phone anyway. <laughs> but, but I, I also want to say i i agree with liz on this there, there is an assumption on this because Although there are that many toilets in the, in the men's, uh, we know we all know that they're not all going to be used because no man will use that one, that one, that one. Oh, I see. One. Okay. So this there must always be a urinal between every two gentlemen. Mm. So I, I go to the rugby occasionally, and that's quite interesting at half time because you know there's, there's there's quite a lot of women and. Um, uh, you know children and stuff there but it is very blokey still and the minute half time hits you just have this room full of urinals and everything is steaming and the, steam, <laughs> the steam on a cold winter's day is actually quite pleasant because you've been freezing you pleasant? In it, it, i mean it's strangely pleasant i mean you you, you, you like if you can if you can you know stuff up your nose to the smell of a hundred men oh! urinate, ur oh! urinating in tandem then the heat off of this and and then your rule tom breaks down your rule about you know not next to each other and i think there's a critical mass about which you know we're in a manly situation we're all being together i don't understand it either but that's what happened okay so you've got your your situation we started with with the sort of 50 50 split and <laughs> then you can say right we're going to give more of the time or more of the space to the female toilet so uh and apparently that turns up at the uh the so, no, i assume the yellow ones then are gender neutral and everyone can use yeah exactly like. and they, they did various sort of permutations and they found out that the best thing to do was just do this gender neutral um like i mean what, what i like about that middle one on the bottom is it essentially it's like we'll make a big pit and you go wherever you like <laughs> yeah well, well big pit in the middle and we into it so, so this is the best situation mathematically, having a load of gender-neutral toilets, okay? Mm -hmm. And then they sort of said, well, why don't we put some urinals in the middle, okay? And that is actually better, okay? But there because might that, be that, 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 that removes some of your patrons, if you like. So some men will be going to the middle, uh, whereas in layout five, those men will be blocking. Or maybe some people. gymnastic ladies. Or, or exactly. ladies who choose to use uh, um, uh, the urinals, indeed, yeah. So the, so the mathematicians have simulated this and they've said, look, here are some ideas that we can have. And then it's up to the politicians and the society to say, well, do we accept this? Can I have a okay, quick question you... about the way they simulated this? Did, they, did the spatial, I don't know if you've read this, Ben. I, I, ben, tell me everything about this paper. Um, was the spatial arrangement important? Um, I don't think they did anything with this space. I think this right, is just... Right, so it was just this happen. many toilets kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, because but, there are some airport toilets that are so big that sometimes you don't know that it goes on that far. And if oh you just keep word. walking, you end up in this magic wonderland where you get your own toilet and there's no one anywhere near you. I, I assume you're not talking about when you're on the plane, because those things are tiny. No, no, not on the plane, but actually in the airports. I'm sure I've been, I'm sure I've been in airports where I've just kind of kept walking and kept walking and kept walking and sort of passed Narnia and then 
and then <laughs> and then there was this kind of amazing magical toilet that no one so had urinating Mr. Tomness next to you. Yes. <laughs> there is a Japanese company that asks all their customers to go to the toilet immediately before takeoff because they've worked out that the, like the half liter they say from everybody is enough to sort of I don't know repopulate the Amazon with the that's brilliant state. because yes you, you need less fuel to carry those people because they weigh a bit less that's exactly. fantastic Do you know I think I think to be honest that airline was just run by parents now do you <laughs> go to the toilet? why didn't you go before we, we got on the we, plane we, you, you always go for safety we um so what's interesting about these um these um queue systems is that they uh, this isn't in the paper this is just me chatting is that sure. they're, they're kind of chaotic so small changes can have very large effects. Yeah. Butterflies yeah. farting, you know. Um, so if you reduce the number of toilets by one, you can end up with an infinitely long queue. For example. Well, you just get audience. some bugger that's in there for 10 minutes because they're right. like redoing their hair or something. Exactly. But, but exactly. question for the audience. Below, in the, in the comments below, do uh, butterflies fart? Could you, just for me, add that in information. Do butterflies fart? Thank you very much. Add that comment in below. Right. Small <laughs> changes. Small changes Sorry. to the assumptions. So the assumptions made in this simulation can make big changes in real life. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And we've se- we're not talking about it today, but we- we've seen this, for example, in the A-level algorithm. You know, people have assumed that something is so, and small individual changes in performance can make big differences to individual outcomes or even to global outcomes. Okay. Yep. So this, 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 this operational research technique, this queuing theory technique, is a great first step. Well, that's an interesting that... thing you, you mentioned earlier, because you were saying that this came out of work in 1920s. I, I, I always thought, you know, most operational research, which this is a part of, you know, the idea of the mass of procedures, that all came out of sort of World War II time, but this was, this was already done. Yeah, there was a big resurgence, but um, in um, uh, sort of, you know, uh, when, when computers started, basically, because a lot of this is computers, but certainly sort of well, after World War II. But yeah, yeah. Uh, 1920s Erlang, and, and the unit of... Uh, so, so like the number of calls you get per second is in the units of Erlang. So he's like the SI unit of how many calls came come in. Right. Uh, come in from where? What? Hang Brilliant. on, you've lost me. Oh, so if you get 56 calls a second in your switchboard, that's 56 right. Erlangs or something. So uh, wait, uh-huh. we've already got the Hertz, but we thought, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think Erlangs is sort of the number per second. Does he also uh, I, have I, a, a car rental company named that? <laughs> he, he he does not. No, um, no. I hope I haven't got that wrong, but it's um I, I don't think it's often used. But I, uh, I think I found what I want as my goal in life. You know, I will Ben will have succeeded if someone subscribes. Please subscribe. I will have succeeded <laughs> if there's ever a woolly. And I think the woolly should be the measure of trust you put in a proof. You know, it, it's a bit woolly. It's a bit woolly this proof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so woolly logic is a proof that you've got some problem in. Exactly, exactly. What would a Parker be? Oh, isn't he the driver of Lady Penelope? Ah. So I invented a shape, which I called the Parkathon. Yeah, because it didn't have a shape at all. So um, if you it, think of a running track shape, okay, uh-huh. so it's like it's like a, a square bit, and then it's got two semicircles on the end. Yeah. What would you call that? Well, actually, there the, the has a lot of names. One is called just a, simply a sausage. No, it's a Parkathon. Is a part well? Okay. Now, right, this is our, our mission. Parker gone. Yeah, it's a two, the 2D shape, not the 3D shape. The 3D shape is a sausage. Unfortunately, Ben, if it ever did get called the Parker gone, everyone would link it with Matt Parker. And not yeah. yeah so, so Erlang, Wikipedia tells me, is the measure of offered load on telephone circuits. You can, I'll offer you my so, load. So, 
So 60 minutes of traffic constitutes one Erlag. I hope you cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I, kind of, I kind of want you to keep it in, Tom. <laughs> so do I. So do I. Um, the Erlag is the unit of traffic. 60 minutes of traffic on a telephone system is one Erlag. Marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. I'm, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that all day. Just Erlang, Erlang, Erlang. Uh, have, a, have a cup of Oolang with your Erlang. <laughs> That's all the news we've got this week. And no, no, we've, well, we've got loads more news, but we've used up a lot of your time. Your time is precious. Entropy is increasing. That, We're all going all to Erlangs. die. It's all the Erlangs we've got this week. Our capacity is exceeded. Wonderful, wonderful. So, shall we go to the Puzzle Zone? The Puzzle Zone! The Puzzle Zone! <laughs> Okay, I have a puzzle for this week. I heard this one a little while ago, and it was sold under the guise of, it's a nice little problem, because it, 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 it you can do it by algebra. You could write down everything and compute mm -hmm. it. But if you just think about it in the right way, it becomes completely obvious. So, and I didn't think about it. So I will be completely honest, I failed at this. I didn't get that moment of genius. But if you do, it's a beautiful problem. On, on one day, one day, a monk decides to walk up the mountain. Uh, because he wants to see uh, the sunset. Okay, so he gets up uh, in the morning and walks up. Uh, he's walking up a mountain, so very slowly, slowly, slowly up the mountain. Gets to the top of the mountain and sees the sunset. Beautiful. So, so he, he gets up in the morning to go and see the sunset in the evening. It, uh, sunset in the evening. It's a very. It's a mountain, Ben. It's a mountain. He's walking slowly yeah. up a mountain. The next morning, he stayed at the top of the mountain. He's camped there, and the next morning he sees the sunrise—a beautiful <laughs> golden sunrise. Wonderful. And he leaves at exactly the same time. So he's the morning, let's say 9 a.m., doesn't matter. Let's say 9 a.m. on the first day, leaves his home, goes to the top of the mountain. Did 9 a.m. the second first? day. Sorry? Did he have breakfast before he left? He, he had a, uh, a large, because he's walking a mountain then. He needs a good breakfast. Right. Yeah, take a packed lunch, day. though, presumably. And, okay. and also a packed lunch and also breakfast for the next day, because he's stopping up there. He camped at the okay. top of this mountain, saw a beautiful sunrise. What and at 9 a.m., he then descends the mountain. But because he's descending the mountain, he's moving quicker. Mm. So 9 a.m., day one, goes up the mountain. 9 a.m., day two, goes down the mountain. Did he have breakfast on the second day? Yes, he took enough food. Packed lunches. He's, he's well prepared. So he's lighter on the way down. And lighter and moving faster, yeah. Very good point. It's not important, but good, good point. Is there a time... At which they, uh, the 9 a.m. on the first day, 9 a.m. on the second day, coming back down. Is there a time at which he would meet himself if he could? So on the first day, he's walking up the mountain. Second day, he's walking down. Is there a time, say 10, 15, at which he would be at the same point walking up as walking down? Do we know how much faster he is on the way down? You, you uh, call it V1 and V2. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, it does if you want to work out the exact time, but I'm not saying what's the exact no. time that they need. I just want to so know I've what given, it I've, is. Given the way that I've given away the answer. Yes, there is a time that, you know, that would occur. And if you really wanted to work it out, you'd need all that information. Mm -hmm. But how do I know that there would be a time? That, that's the thing, you know, I, it, 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 and it's not clear that there should be a time. But if you just think about it in the right way, you will immediately see. Well, in the grand tradition of MathSat, yes. I, will, I will pledge now to think very <laughs> hard about it this week, and then I will immediately forget. 
Um, and then the, the next time, um, you'll just have to tell me the answer. And then I will tell you the answer. What, what are your, any, any thoughts on you, Ben? Yeah, I'm just worried about what, what kind of toilets did he have at the top? <laughs> he had a slide, actually, <laughs> all the way back down. And he his, had a toilet like, and it, he only wanted to use his home toilet, so he slid all the way back down. And, and did he take socks with him? <laughs> and were they red or white? It was a very what, warm day, he didn't need heating. Did he take did he take a wooden spoon with which And so with that, thank you everybody. <laughs> thank you for listening. Please do subscribe, please do share, please do all the things you uh, what, what are you on? Gen Z now? Is Gen Z the one after we're we're, we're millennials. We're we're out of the, out of the I, I don't have a clue how this works. Like just just just, just she, are you millennial? Of I don't course think I'm you not are. a millennial. I was like 24 when the millennium happened. No, I was 22. I can't do that. I'm just a millennial by about uh, five minutes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> by five minutes. <laughs> um, but so uh, let's give us let's give this episode a rating, shall we? Ben, give me a, a random scoring system and a random point on this. How do you feel the new <laughs> maps? ourselves, Tom. We're, 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 we're grading ourselves. This is a new era in the world of maths apps. How do you think it's gone, Ben? Well, I think on the uh, Great British class system, we're, 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 we're sort of, you know, chartered accountant level. <laughs> we're, we're, we're well up there and aiming higher, hoping for a peerage. Uh, uh, lots of ambition there. Lots of ambition. Yeah, I mean, from accountant to peerage, you know, are you, I'm not sure that's happened a great deal. It depends how much money you give the whatever party's in power at the time. We're cutting that now, aren't we? Okay. Liz, Liz, where, um, how do you feel the, the new era of uh, Matsat is going? So I'm going to go on a scale of um, very, very hot to via entropy to very, very cold. Um, and um, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> correct. That's the that is the correct mark on that. that, that okay. Yeah. I my 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 marking system will be from Liz's bedroom to her toilet, and I'm saying you're around the kitchen. Okay. You know it, it, things are warming <laughs> up. You know there's a lot lot going on in the kitchen. I mean, you know, I live in a flat, right? So yeah. like, <laughs> it's a great level. <laughs> Yeah. There are four. There are four men and two women in your toilet checking their mobile phones right now. <laughs> and with that, thank you, everybody. It's been uh, wonderful for us, and I hope you've enjoyed it too. We have been Matsat. I've been Thomas Woolley. Goodbye. I've been Ben Parker. Goodbye. And I have been Liz. And so with that, we have been Matsat, winning at maths, losing at life. Good night. This podcast is a Random Walks production performed by Thomas Woolley, Ben Parker and the enigmatic Liz. Intro and outro music was Clonky Donkey by Nikolai Heidlas and the incidental stings were Cartoon Bank Heist from YouTube Audio Library. <laughs>